0: Hello, Thread
1: Raiders. Thread
2: Raiders. Thread Raiders.
1: Thread Raiders.
2: Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for garden soil and tulip bulbs. (laughs) We are your hosts. I am David Steele from SteeleEmpire.com.
3: I am Chaotic Anarchy from Thread Raiders.
1: And I am Fenwald Griswick. (laughs) Cricket, crank crank
0: a- <laughs> from, from everywhere. Yes, I am from the internet. <laughs> so we got a cool show today, full of action-packed, full of cool stuff, uh, as usual. We have an awesome interview with uh, somewhat of a, a madman. I heard. <laughs> is that right? The maddest uh, of madmen. L- yes, Mr. Lord Huey, one of our thread Raiders, actually as Ooh, well. So, he is. Um, We have uh, Grizz and CA sat down with him and had a chat. So make sure you stay tuned to the end of the show. We get that cool interview uh, at the end of the show there. So do not disappear before then. Uh, we got some cool news segments coming up. I know one of
1: them I saw was online DNA testing. What else you got, Grizz? So we also have uh, some scientific bird news, <laughs> and we also have uh, some scientific drug news. This part of the time. Nice. Oh, yeah. So are the birds on drugs, or what are we talking about? Are they two different stories? Two different They're stories.
3: They're on drugs,
1: and two then they do DNA testing on them. Yes. Mm, okay. The, the birds the on drugs story, thats a that's an entire episode. It's like a special mm. other thing that we're doing. Yes. Fantastic. It goes yeah, well with the theme. <laughs> that's an hour-long standalone episode that we're going to have <laughs>
3: Oh, okay.
1: in May. Stay tuned. It'll be great.
3: And
0: then, of course, we have our awesome obsessions. We have our what's in the box and
1: Grizz's game of the week. What's our game of the week this week, Grizz? Uh, game of the week we're doing... Uh, actually, I played two racing games this week, and oh. I'm going to talk about both of them. Mario and Kart? How they How they compare to each other. So, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because... <laughs> think about Mario Kart, okay? Yeah. Think about, yeah. like, the way that the camera is in Mario Kart, okay? Yes. It's very balanced. Weird. You're able to see ahead to the people in front of you. Yes. Right, you and yes. that mechanic is specific to that game because they want to make sure that you can shoot a turtle shell out there and nail uh-huh. the guy in front of you. All right? Right.
3: Or a banana peel. Whichever your or preference Or a banana is. peel. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> Whatever kind of mayhem you want to throw out there, that's uh, it's your preference, you know? And we don't judge. We don't judge you, you know? But... Now take that camera, okay, and smash it all the way down to the car. That is Big Bang Racing, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> wow, fantastic. Yeah. All right, so
0: let's uh let's jump right into it. Let's start with our news and what's our first one up? The uh the birdie one?
1: I don't know, man. You seem super excited about DNA testing. Did you want I, to, I was, yeah. Did you yeah, want yeah, to bump uh, it up Inquiry in the order? My minds would like
3: to know. I, right. I am. I'm ex- excited.
1: So, there's a website called geek.com. Do we have do we are we supposed to do like the do 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 do? This is the news. Well, you just did. So there bam. it is, perfect. Right. So there's a website called GreekGeek.com, uh, which is a great place to go if you're interested in, you know, all things nerdy. Um, and they have some very important information, as far as I'm concerned. So, have you guys ever heard of, uh, let's say, 23andMe or uh, or DNA oh, yeah. Direct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see oh, commercials God. for them all the time, and they're they're talking about, oh, send us your DNA, and That's you can right. find out, yeah, you know, whether you have. Uh, you know, some sort of disease or, you know, if you're related to cavemen or, you know, like what the deal is there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So these are online DNA testing sites. Now, you get two pieces of information from them. One is genealogy and the other one is medical information about your genes and the possibility that you may get diseases later in life, all right? As far as genealogy is concerned, this particular piece of information does not pertain to genealogy, okay? So we're talking only about the medical stuff. You should not make any sort of medical decision based on the online DNA testing websites, all right? And the reason for that is that Geek.com has a scientific test where they actually went out and, and double-checked using, like, in real hospitals and things like that, right. people who received medical information from these types of websites, and it, 40% of the time, that information was wrong. Wow. That's two out of every five people received a false positive on oh, their geez. online DNA test. Can you test.
3: imagine? That's terrible.
1: Now, we're talking about like, do you have Parkinson's disease or are you at risk for Alzheimer's? Serious questions that people would love to have the answers to. Yeah. And they were thinking, hey, these websites might be a cheap way to do that uh. because the testing in real life can be hundreds of dollars depending upon the kind of insurance that you have. And of yeah. course, you know, these people are asking for forty nine ninety nine. So you could also check it up to, you know, it's 40% cheaper. <laughs> Maybe you're getting 40%, <laughs> of the, 40% wrong. Uh, but anyway, that was, uh, that was in the news this week. That is crazy.
3: It's very interesting. Would you guys want to know if you had a certain disease? Because, like, the other day I got a test done to find out if I had a gene that would cause cancer because I thought this is really something I would want to know for the future. But then I backed out of getting the answer I never called to get my results because I don't know if I really want to know. Would you guys want to know?
0: Huh. Uh, Yeah. I mean, if it's something – I never really put a lot of thought into it. But if it's something that you can't really control and what are you going to do? Live your life scared? Uh, right, that's I how I felt. Would. Like
3: I didn't want to dwell on it, you know, yeah. because there's nothing really you can do about right, it. Right, right. They're
1: not going to be yeah. able to fix
0: you. Oh, mm-hmm. here, come here. We'll we'll just give you this shot. And you'll be right. You, uh,
1: you so go. Angelina Jolie, we know Angelina Jolie, right, from Yeah, the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. She got the surgery um, done. Yeah. So Angelina Jolie got a test result back, and it said that she was uh, at a high risk, like super high risk, top top five percent for a particular kind of cancer, huh. and so she had a mastectomy. Um, as yeah. a, like a preventative measure.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I'm For not- breast n- cancer, right. Yeah, right. Right. I'm not entirely sure, it, it, you know, like I feel weird about that because technically she might not have gotten that cancer, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so it seems weird to do a procedure based on that information.
3: Yeah, but at the same time, like I think it makes her feel better knowing that it's not a possibility anymore.
1: Totally. But I'm also that kind of person. So I yeah. feel like I would have, you know, things lopped off of me. Uh you know, just <laughs> if I knew in advance that <laughs> this was coming down the pipe possibly maybe I would uh, Test- be losing some fingers and arms Colon
0: cancer. <laughs> Pull it out.
1: So I think in my case no, I'd have to pump the brakes on that one and uh yeah. Maybe I I th-
0: I did do the 23 in May actually. Uh my father and I did it. And uh, we didn't do the full blown Skippy like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We just did it for uh to find out like where you know, the heritage thing, sure, ancestry sure. to kind of see where our families come from through our mm-hmm. DNA. But yeah. And then they push you to try to do this medical thing to find out. I'm like, nah, I don't care about that. Yeah. Plus I think like, I, and it, it's, it doesn't surprise me. It scares me that how gullible and just stupid people are, uh, apologize to you, my fans uh, <laughs> sheep uh, but most people are sheep and that you you're gonna just believe this freaking stupid online company you're going to trust them to your fate. come on Give me a well, break. T- I don't even trust my regular doctors don't know what they're talking about it's like they, you know they go to the college they study a book and they're learning from things that other people have done mm-hmm. and then most of the time it's just guesswork it's not they're not some magic magician that knows all that stuff
4: mm-hmm.
1: When I was in the seventh grade, uh, my teacher sent me home and said, "You know, go find out what your lineage is." So I started interviewing all the people in my family, I love and it. I went to my paternal grandmother, who's like a raging racist, and I was like, "Hey, you know, like oh what? What are we? You know, where do you come from?" She's like, "We are a hundred percent Polish." <laughs> I was like, "A hundred percent? That seems highly unlikely, like mathematically speaking." She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "We are a hundred percent Polish," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so
4: no.
0: would you find
1: out she's half black? <laughs> <laughs> Before she died, well, that's guess a big what? difference. <laughs> on her deathbed, she confessed that she is 1% <laughs> Armenian. And uh, I was shocked. Shocked, I say. <laughs> so I could see I a 23 and me coming my way to find out, you know, like what else is in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, it's cool. It's really yeah. neat. It's, it's actually neat. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have many surprises, but it's kind of cool because it goes down to like little percent. It's like, you know, 1%, 15%, stuff that you didn't know, but which isn't a big deal. But the main things
1: were all pretty much on track. So, birds. They're bird. amazing. Okay. The the eagles, bird. the the eagles bird, bird. all birds, Super Bowl eagles, falcons, all of the <laughs> raptors, okay? They are all quite amazing. And for a very <laughs> interesting reason. So there is a, a protein that can be found in all eyes. Any creature that has an eye has a protein called a cryptochrome. Okay? Cryptochromes come in different flavors. There's cry one, cry two, cry three, and now there is cry four, a previously unknown cryptochrome. Cryptochromes are important um, when you have at night, when you go to sleep and you have circadian rhythms, they actually um, uh, help with that. And what's interesting is that in humans, okay, we only have cry one and cry two. But if you don't sleep for several days, you actually will gain extra cryptochrome in your eye and it will cause you to hallucinate. All right. So this is it's specifically a chemical that helps your iris to see. Things. All right. I learned
3: so much on our podcast. It is very (laughs) educational.
1: So, Lund University in Sweden has figured out that birds have cry for this brand new thing, and it is a magnetic sensitive protein. All right. Which means that birds can see fucking magnets. I'm going to let that sink in. A bird (laughs) can see a magnetic field. And the reason why that's important is because up until now, we have guessed how it is that birds can fly north and south and they never get lost. But we couldn't prove it. And this may be the evidence that we need to prove that birds can see the magnetic field of the earth and that's how they know where they are.
3: That's now, crazy. What wow. do you mean by see?
0: Like with their eyeballs, see?
1: Just like we yeah. see light, they would be able to see.
3: Not just sense, like it. waves.
0: I guess
1: magnetic would wavy light yeah. in the air. Yes.
0: And what are they saying? How are they proving that?
1: So <clears throat> what they did was they took um, a series of robins and finches and they, yeah. who had passed away of natural causes, mm-hmm. and they um, it, uh, autopsied their eyes. And they uh, took the chemicals that are in your iris, of which there are many. So in addition to cryptochromes, there's all kinds of different stuff in, in, your, yeah. in your eye. Um, and they found this extra thing that nobody knew what it was. And uh. then eventually they figured out it was cry four. Wow. Yes. So hmm. that's pretty interesting.
0: So what does that mean for a beholder? <clears throat> so
1: they can see- you want the magnetic sword at all times. <laughs> if you ever have the opportunity to take a magnetic weapon or a piece of armor, that's the way to go.
0: Definitely want it for that. Yeah. Well, he'll, but he'll know it's there, though, wouldn't he? He'll see it before it strikes. Well, if you like were to hurl it past him, he's side?
1: obviously going for that and not you. Oh, yes.
3: yes. Oh. Okay. So you need, like, magnetic daggers.
1: Throwing Chinese stars, anything that's uh, yeah. pew, pew, pew. portable and throwable Ooh. and magnetic.
0: Got to remember that.
1: Yeah. Hmm. And our final news story of the day. So there is some good news from the opioid crisis, and it is this. That's two papers. Now, this is two different scientific studies, okay, found in the in JAMA, uh, which is a journal of medicine, um, have figured out they studied for five years, they studied multiple groups of people, and they found out that in states where they have legalized marijuana, the number of opioid prescriptions, now these are legal opioid prescriptions, um, has dropped dramatically. Um, there are 14% fewer prescriptions in those states and 25% fewer overdoses. I'm sorry, overdose deaths, to distinguish that from overdoses where people live. So that's it. Weed helps you get off of, weed may help you get off of <laughs> opioids. Helps you what? <laughs> yeah. May help, may help.
0: Ah. Yeah, sure, because it's not as, as dangerous a drug.
1: And more importantly, so. it for people who are having detox symptoms, You know, we call them yeah. the DTs, mm-hmm. Marijuana might take that edge off, which yes. causes them to yes. not Takes the edge off want most the opioids, and thus they can maybe wean themselves off. Yeah. So that could be a, uh, another good reason to stop the war on marijuana, mm-hmm. of which there are many.
0: <laughs> so this week's sponsor is brought to you by Marijuana.
4: We are controlling transmission.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just hey, <kidding>. CA. <laughs> yes, Grizz?
1: You know when you're sitting around smoking a doob? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Well, our sponsor this week is Marijuana Gyms out of Denver, Colorado. This advertisement (laughs) is fake and is not intended to uh, encourage people to use marijuana in any way. It's promo time. Hey, CA.
3: Yes, Griswick?
1: Do you like magic?
3: Of course I do.
1: Okay. Here's the scenario. One of our listeners is sitting at their weekly D&D game, and a tragedy occurs. What kind of tragedy? They roll their D20 on a sleight of hand check against an incredulous mage, and the die gets away from them. Oh no. Rolls across the table. Oh no. Showing nat 20 all the way. Oh no. But then, whoop, slides off the table, hits the floor. Still counts. Doesn't count.
3: Still counts. Doesn't count. You know what we need here? Some real-life sleight of hand.
1: A second d20 palmed in the throwing hand.
3: Die on the floor? Totally planned it that way.
1: And you, dear listener, without blinking an eye, immediately roll the second die and come up nat 20.
3: Because the die is rigged?
1: No, you're just that cool.
3: <laughs> you are that cool, and we know the perfect place to find that second d20.
1: Head on over to tabletoploot.com and surprise your friends with a fantastic-looking second D20, perfect for Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, or just sitting around rolling. And since
3: you're shopping, why not get a mug or a T-shirt?
1: Visit tabletoploot.com to add a little bit of magic into your life. Tabletop loot. Loot for every table.
3: And now, back to the show. <laughs> Let's, go! Let's, go. Let's go! Obsession. Uh... <laughs> Thread Raiders. <sighs> yeah, so
0: obsession, I had nothing until later, earlier this evening. I'm thinking, what am I obsessed about this week? And I remembered, <laughs> oh my God. So, Twitch streaming, right? Totally brand new, foreign thing to me. Big fan. I, I never, just video watching is tough for me. I actually try to stay away from it because when I sit down on my computer, it's time to work. And when I get on YouTube... And I, I just, I hate it because it sucks me in. That's an obsession. I, yeah. I'll, I'll start going down this rabbit hole and I just can't stop.
1: My obsession is actually about uh, YouTube, a YouTube thing. It's you know, related to that. Oh, cool. That's such a, it's so dangerous, man. You just, just start clicking things on the right-hand side and you're ah, forever it's it's off it's in the middle of so nowhere. It's so
0: and so bad. It's a waste of time. Because <laughs> I, um, but anyway, um, my thing is podcasts. I fell in love with podcasts because of the audio format. Because I can do it on the run. Videos, you know, you kind of can't drive while you're watching a video. You can't do a lot of things with the video going on. So the audio, I love it. I can put an earbud in if I'm working out, if I'm driving, whatever I'm doing, basically. Uh, even, fall, even falling to sleep, um, getting ready for bed, I can be listening to it. If I'm in the shower, you know, I can throw it on podcast. So I love the audio format. But hanging out with so many Thread Raiders, a lot of them do the um, online streaming. So I said, you know what? Let me check this out. Because when we started Steel Empire doing our D&D podcast, originally, too, we talked about, we wanted to do an online stream of it because um, we were aware of critical role. Right. Yep. And so we, we definitely wanted to do something like that. Yeah. We thought it would be fun to do that stuff uh, online so people can see us. So we had that in mind, but I never t- – so we made a Steel Empire Twitch, but we never did anything with it. We also have a YouTube channel, but never did anything with it. So anyway, now I figure, well, let me – figure out how to use this thing maybe i will do some audio editing streaming you know it's not gaming but i figure there may be some people that don't know how to do audio editing and yeah. maybe fans of Ark city the audio drama or any audio drama how's the um how's the suit made you know
1: um yeah right
0: so let me show them how i do it in audio edition uh, adobe audition and so i actually did a test one to work out the bugs a little bit and in doing so i i hit some brick walls and kind of didn't have things the right way I wanted them. So I started looking into it all night long as as I was working, uh, (laughs) researching and watching some videos about uh, OBS, you know, the, uh, what is that again, Chris? Do you remember?
1: Open broadcast software.
0: Awesome, yes, free software. (laughs) There's some other ones that are out there, but that one's a free one that a lot of people use. So anyway, I stumbled upon Streamlabs. I was looking for overlays and Mm -hmm. uh, things to make it look more professional. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. Streamlabs... I don't know if you're aware of Streamlabs OBS. Yeah. Are you aware of that program? I am. It's never, killer, and it's never so it. easy. So it's it's the acronym is SLOBS, okay. and it's, it's so <laughs> cool. It's, it's so easy. It takes OBS, and they made their own thing, so it has this whole app program you download, and it basically runs just like um, OBS, but a little cleaner, uh, a little easier for me. And it has all these overlays built into it, these free things. Oh, these cool. widgets for the, the coin jars, for the you know, the um, when people come and follow the action Yeah, that yeah, gets, yeah, oh, yeah, you can move it around so, you can set it up so easy. It's just beautiful. I fell in love with that. So I've been reading all I can and, and, and listening or excuse me, watching videos when I can of the Streamlabs.
1: So I'm really excited about that,
0: and that's my obsession this week. Nice. Oh, you said something about YouTube?
1: The the open the O in OBS is open, and the reason why is because ah. it's open source, which allows yes. people to add things to it, and so that's probably how Streamlabs came up with you know that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I heard somebody in one yeah. of the
0: videos I watched; they were talking about it, um, and how they they used it because of its open source, and they made their own rendition of it.
1: Cool. Uh, yes, I was on uh, YouTube uh, this week, as I always am, um, for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> and I came across something that uh, was very interesting to me. First of all, I love watching people celebrate and have fun and, you know, and, and laugh and whatever else. You know, um, I'm always looking for positive stuff to to watch. Um, I found, so the class of 2022, so that's kids who are graduating high school today who are going to graduate from college theoretically four years from now. Okay. They have every year they have what's called acceptance day, Hmm. and that's where most it's 64% of colleges accept their students on a particular day. All right, Mm -hmm. um, now that's not all schools because some schools have like quarterly semesters and things like that, yeah, right, Mm -hmm. but in for you know, like Uh, all of the ivies and for you know like usc and lsu and all the major colleges you know they all basically accept on the same day now i'm not entirely sure why they do that i think it's kind of weird um, but they have these videos online of people actually clicking like on the website to find out if they were accepted. And then when they find out they were accepted, they go bananas and they just like start screaming and hollering and they're hugging their parents and their dogs are freaking out cause they have no idea what's going on. Cause everything was silent 10 seconds ago and now people are yeah. screaming and they're like, is it fire? Is it fire? What do we do? It's so much fun watching these videos, but this year they did it on April the 1st. Oh that's April Fool's Day. And I yeah. was like, oh, Ugh. my God. And theoretically, they always do it on the first Sunday. They always do it on Sunday because it's uh-huh. everybody has off. Um, but they do it on the first Sunday of April. And I'm like, that's not a good thing. That means like every seven years or whatever, you know, you're doing it on April Fool's Day. I feel like that's a thing. But in addition, I also found out that there was a school, and uh, forgive me, I didn't write down the name of the school, but I found out that there was a school that accidentally accepted people who were not accepted. So literally, it was an April Fool's almost thing, you know, because they didn't do it intentionally. It was a screw up in their system, but people were literally pranked on April 1st. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, oh, man.
0: (laughs) And they're not going to make good on it, huh?
1: Well... Well, I don't know, because now that it's out in the news, you know how people do. They kind of were like, well, maybe we will accept them. But I don't don't know what the what the conclusion of that will be. But for those of you who are interested, if you type Ivy Day or Ivy acceptance into YouTube, you'll get a bunch of videos of people being accepted to the Ivies. So that's Cornell, that's uh, Harvard and Yale and so on and so forth. All right. There's like 10 of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, the Ivy League schools have banded together to really make it a thing. And some of them are just really, really amazing. And, of course, you know, it's so hard to get into an Ivy League school that when it happens, like, they just go nuts. They go absolutely nuts. And people are jumping in parking lots and they're damaging their cars. It's so cool. It is so cool. I love when people wreck their shit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: My God. Get wrecked. (laughs) Anything for you, Miss CA?
3: I do. Uh, So my obsession is with keys, believe it or not. I really do like keys, and I have all different types. I have replicas from various prisons, believe it or not, like Eastern wow. State Penitentiary. I have replicas of their keys for their prison cells.
1: Are these like old-timey keys, like yeah. made out of wrought iron and stuff like yep. that? Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome.
3: Old-fashioned keys. I have steampunk keys, um, industrial, like all kinds. It's incredible. I have keys that glow in the dark. <laughs> Um, I also used them in my cosplay, which I didn't even realize I was doing. Um, actually, I dressed up as Alice from Resident Evil in the classic red dress outfit. Nice. And I got all of the keys that were used in the original Resident Evil game and made a choker out of them um, to add to the cosplay. I just, I really love them. And then I found at Wizard World, they have keyblades from Kingdom Hearts. So, I now have um, a beautiful set of keyblades, um, some made of wood, some of foam. And now I have a, a metal one of the original keyblade that Sora has. And I just, I love them. I think they're great. You can wear them, you can use them. <laughs> hmm. There's just something about keys. I don't know what it is. Yeah.
1: So that's, now it's I- a cool
0: decoration for sure.
3: Yes.
1: Now I know who to call if I'm ever trapped in a 20th century <laughs> prison. Yes.
3: I can also, you know, lock pick as well, several different types of locks. So <laughs> oh, my God. If you need anything, I'm your girl. You,
1: you see me inside the Dr. cell Go? holding my cell phone out the door window. <laughs> You're yeah, like, why can't I get reception? <laughs> CA, come save
3: me. And you can do some locks with a bobby pin. That is a fact. You can do that. It's oh. fascinating.
1: Especially uh, handcuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good for handcuffs. Nice.
0: All right, it's now time to get into Super Mario Kart. Is that
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, I think for legal purposes, are we even allowed to say Super Mario Kart? Uh, it is a well-established fact that Nintendo sues all kinds of people for all kinds of weird stuff, so I oh, worry about geez. this sort of thing. But we will not be talking about Super Mario Kart. Instead, <laughs> I actually played two racing games this week. Um, one was called Trackmania Turbo, uh, which is a couple years old, but it was free. So, you know, Um, but then I also played a game called Bang Bang Racing, which is a brand new racing game that just came out on Steam. Two completely different games, even though, you know, you wonder how diverse can racing be, Mm. but actually they are significantly different. And I'm going to explain why. So track mini turbo, very simple. You are a car um, or, you know, you're driving a car. That is attached to a helicopter. The helicopter releases you. You fall through the air. You land on a quarter pipe, right? Like in like with skateboarding. Yeah. Land on a quarter pipe. And you at that point, you're doing like 90 miles an hour, okay? And you you whoosh down the, the quarter pipe, and now you're off and running, and you have to run the track. Um, it is a game where you are racing against yourself. You're trying to beat a time. There are no other cars on the track, so it's just you but they also have a ghost so if you just ran the track they'll show you like where you were 10 seconds ago and then you know that way you know whether you're falling behind your pace or not and the idea of the game is to constantly be trying to push your time lower and lower you know to improve on that particular track Hmm. there are 200 different tracks in this game and they are absolutely bonkers there's stuff where you shoot straight up into the air and you're like magnetized to the track. Um, there's stuff where you get shot through the air and you gotta avoid the helicopter because if you hit the helicopter, then you're out. Um, you know, there's all kinds of like amazing, you know, physics-defying stuffs in this game. I just gotta do a warning, okay? <laughs> if you if you switch into first-person mode, okay, and this is kind of getting into what we're talking about here today. We're really talking about cameras and video games. But if you switch into first person mode, you will vomit everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> all over your floor. It is it is you are imagine if you were Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark and you're being drugged behind the truck, right? It's a first hand view of the road. Nitty gritty. I mean, every single nook and cranny and pebble you see in it all and it's coming right at your face. And absolutely nauseating. It is it is just visceral.
3: So not good for those who have motion sickness.
1: Absolutely not good. As a matter of fact, Trackmania Turbo begins the game by telling you uh, that if you are prone to like epileptic seizures, that you want to be careful to play this game. All right, That's yeah. nice of them. Yeah, very nice uh. of them. And so you know how games, they kind of fudge the numbers every now and then to make themselves seem more awesome? I
3: do.
1: Okay. This game does not fudge numbers. So when the game tells you that you're doing 700 miles an hour and you can because I did it, you are moving at 700 miles an hour and you are physically shaken by that experience.
3: My goodness!
1: (laughs) At one point, I was able to shoot myself off the track completely. And as long as you don't cross the finish line, the game just keeps going. All right. And if you, you know, like hit one of the buttons on your controller, it will automatically take you back to start, and you'll run the course again. And it's built that way because you're constantly falling off the track. It's you know a a Twitch racer, so you know you're you're all the time messing up and running into things, and so you just hit the button and you start again. At one point, I launched myself off the track and ended (laughs) up in a position where I could just keep going off into the world so I hit the a button and just jammed it and let it run and I just was going and going and going up mountains down mountains and then eventually I ran out of mountains and was just going for the end of the board and you can reach the end of the board eventually you run out of clouds you run out of sky you run out of earth and you just shoot off and you're just there flying through nothing in blackness inky blackness it's weird but right before I got to the edge I hit 700 miles an hour and it was coming at me so fast, I was freaking out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was quite a thing.
3: It was a very intense experience.
1: It was very intense. It was like flying <laughs> a plane. Uh, it was nuts. Now, the reason why I brought this up, and I want to compare it to Bang Bang Racing, is because of the camera, all right? In Track Mini Turbo, the camera's at a very nice angle. It's just behind the car, just elevated, unless you're in first-person mode, and we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. But in third-person mode, it's it gives you a great view of the track, and so... They did that on purpose. And the reason is because you have 200 tracks to get through and each one's 30 seconds long. That's a lot of time, you know. So you want to uh, you want your camera to be able to show you the track so that you can so that you can run it on your first try, you know, get that silver medal and move on. Bang Bang Racing is the opposite. Bang Bang Racing is a top down racer, okay, where you're on a track with eight other cars, but you've never been on that track before. And the camera is so low that you really have no perspective on what else is going on around you. Mm. I believe that the reason why the developers of Bang Bang Racing did that was because they wanted to artificially make the game harder. Because it actually is not that hard. Once you know the track, you go around it like that and you get first place every time. But because the camera is so close... You don't know where the other people are. You don't know how far ahead of you they are. You don't know what's coming up next on this track that, you know, the first time through you've never seen before. And, and it, it actually feels claustrophobic. Like, you're just jammed in there, and, and it's it's weird, you know? And so, you know, I played these two games that were essentially the same. They're both racers. And in a certain way, Bang Bang Racing is also a Twitch racer because there's a lot of, um, there's, like... A, trash cans on fire and they blow up and, you know, there's like oil slicks and stuff like that. So it it is also, it has Twitch elements in it. But really, you know, with this camera thing, it was like, I don't know, it was disjointing. You know, I just felt off.
3: It sounds yeah. weird, yeah. Yeah.
1: So Trackmania yeah. Turbo, especially because it's free at the moment, uh, I would recommend that. And Bang Bang Racing, you know, I, I would watch the videos first and see how comfortable you were because there's no way to adjust that camera. And, you know, check it out.
0: If you say bang bang one more time, I'm going to start singing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which song?
0: Bang bang into the room. And I really wanna bang, oh, yeah. Bang all over you.
1: I know that song. Have- and I'm old. <laughs> I
3: thought you meant the bang bang song with that guy from Fergie. What's his name? Will I Am. He sings a yeah. song called Bang Bang. That was a really good song.
0: It's not as good as Jessie J's bang, bang. I beg to
3: differ. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
0: you got Jessie J, Ariana, and Nikki. Come on. all <laughs> ain't got nothing. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Girl, what you talking about? Hey, Grizz. Yes, sir. Do you need to take a drink of water before you continue?
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box this week? What is in the box? box? That is a good question. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our segment of our show where I present a perfectly plausible (laughs) D&D scenario to my co-host and ask them to answer the very simple question, What's
4: what's in the the box? box?
1: box? Everybody ready? Just as your potion of invisibility wears off, you quietly slip out the front door of the smoking newt, pocketing your newfound baubles and walking off into the misty (laughs) night. A single thought turning in your mind.
4: Hmm. hmm, Big
1: Red. Sounds like the kind of guy who likes to collect boxes full of great stuff. Perhaps I should pay him a visit. You decide to investigate further, but there's only one man in town who you trust with such a question. Your pace quickens, and your path takes you behind the bread makers, past the pasta makers, and amidst the merry to a secret door that only two people in the world know about Behind Al Cadone's Baby Maker's Chapel and Brothel. (laughs) The secret knock. The door swings open. A large, heavy stick cracks you across the testicles and or ovaries. It's Master Wen. Blind as a shrew, yet his cane still finds its mark. Between the tears, you greet him, and he ushers you inside hurriedly. Ten minutes and one ice pack later, you present your question. Oh, Bigger Red. I have not heard that name in a moon's eye. (laughs) You have no idea what a moon's eye is, but you listen intently anyway. I will uh, draw you a map, but uh, you cannot go with empty hand. Big Red will see empty hand as grave insult. (laughs) Master Wen feels his way from shelf to shelf until by some miracle of memory, he finds what he seeks. When he returns, he carries the dustiest box there has ever been made of you, and resembling an old-timey jewelry box. You see someone with no artistic skills whatsoever has painted on top of the box a hamster smoking a salmon. (laughs) You flip the latch and attempt to open the box, but Master Wen's heavy stick crashes down upon the lid. Whatever you do, open the knot of the box yourself. (laughs) You insist that you had no intention of opening the box. You pick up your gift, the most ridiculous hand-drawn map you've ever seen, and a free Danish. Thank Master Wen and see yourself back out into the alley. Bathed in the cacophony of the I-do's and can dos of the neighborhood vagrancy, you compulsively crack open the lid just a touch. (laughs) My question for you is this. What's in the box?
0: (laughs) What's in the box? You know what? Since... So you're forcing me, you're forcing my hand. You're saying I definitely opened it?
1: Well, this would what? be a hell of a thing if I, yeah. <laughs> <How> <laughs> if I do asked you what was in the box. In the box? If we don't know not, what's
3: in the box. <laughs>
0: I mean, if your story is that I'm strongly cautioned not to open it, I am lawful good. I am not going to open
3: it. <laughs> I'm going to open the box. <laughs> but
0: well, if we're, if the story goes on and I roll in that one or something, I have to open it now. Maybe you're not
1: opening it. Maybe you're just peeking a little.
0: Just peeking. Just, just peeking. <laughs> All right. Well, if I have to peek, then it will be a gold ring, with a small jewel
1: on it. Okay. What kind of jewel?
0: I can't see. It's kind of dark. I didn't open it enough. <laughs> you <can just> see, <laughs> a little bit of, glint of light. It's something shines.
1: <laughs> Is there some reason that you would be afraid of the ring?
0: No. It doesn't look scary at all. Just that warning not to open the box.
1: Hmm.
0: I almost want to open it all the way and try it. I all
3: wonder way. if you turn into a salmon if you turn it if you wear it. Hmm. Or a hamster. Yeah. Smoking a pipe.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so oh, I, I probably should have specified. Yeah, I think smoking box.
1: salmon is different than smoking a salmon.
3: Put put it on.
1: Me? Okay, so I'm afraid. <laughs> all right, so I, I keep I, touching things and all hell breaks loose. Yeah.
0: I'm intrigued, so I pop open the box. I run around the back corner, and I slip this gold ring on. And it's some <laughs> kind of jewel. It's It's a red jewel. I'm not sure what it is. I've never seen anything like it. I slide it onto my left ring finger, and then I feel this queasy feeling in my stomach. Everything Mm -hmm. goes black. Sounds about right. And a second later, (laughs) I'm looking around, and I hear, can I help you, sir? And I'm in this fortress.
3: You have this butler ring.
0: Where where am I? (laughs) This is is Kagnarok's instant fortress. Welcome. I am at your service.
1: Fortress on the fly. I like uh, it.
0: That nice. I get scared. I hurry up and take it off, and then no. whoosh, I'm back, back where on. I was.
1: That's <laughs> important. <And I> throw <laughs> yes. the box, go. Scale of one to ten. How English is your butler? <laughs> <laughs> Not very. How <laughs> English is your butler? C A. What do you got?
3: When you open the box, you see two small eyes looking back at you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll ask the questions here. What kind of noise does it make? (laughs) Are they like cat's eyes where the irises are like slanty or is it like a big oval, like an owl?
3: Like small child eyes.
1: Ew. (laughs) Is it just the eyes or does it appear to be attached to something?
3: As you look at it, the eyes roll
1: back into its head. I'm having that. (laughs) I'm having thoughts of Jaws when Quint is describing him being attacked by a shark. I feel like this could go bad. Do you feel like half of you was inside the box now? No. Okay. That's good. What color are the eyes?
3: Well, they're white now because they rolled back into their head.
1: Prior to rolling back, what color were the eyes? They were blue. Do you feel like there was electricity in the eyes or any sort of odd, uh, let's say magical feeling to the eyes? Uh,
3: You do feel like you want to open the box.
1: Ooh, you're being mesmerized. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, close the box real quick. We have to we got to <laughs> save something for next week. What? <laughs> so congratulations. You win Gosh. what's in the box this week.
4: <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Is this going to be another continuation one?
1: Yes. I've decided to make them all related. It's in preparation for our book, which is going to be called What's in the Book? What's in the Book?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right. So uh, that is the end of our show. And don't forget, uh, before you leave, we have the great interview with Master Lord Huey. (laughs) Uh, So check him out. Uh, Check out the interview with Grizz and C.A. I know uh, C.A. does a nice reading of one. Is it a short story you read or the poem? It's a poem. Okay. She reads a sexy (laughs) one. This is getting hot! What's that called when they do the... People watch videos for that for the sound stuff. I Porn.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that too. No, there's kind of ISMR, IMSR, something. There's some kind of thing where people just like whisper into the microphones and they. <laughs> <analyze> it.
3: <laughs> it's called a sex hotline. It's either
0: yeah, it's either sexy or creepy. You
1: know. can get paid for this. I'll whisper into a microphone. I know, right?
3: <laughs> Stay oh. tuned when Grizz whispers into a microphone <laughs> for a week. And David
0: whispers into a toilet roll. And so
1: on May <laughs> the seventeenth, we'll be roll. at Wizard World. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey,
0: that's right. Wizard World. Are you both yeah. going? C A, just you? I'll
3: be there. Yeah, no, I don't think Gris is going. Are you going, Grizz? I,
1: I hate most people, so no. I, oh I probably gosh. won't be there. <laughs> but to the club. and I yeah.
3: love everyone, so I'll be there. <laughs> squeak, squeak.
0: <laughs> nice. So how do people find you if they're going there? Should they hit you up on Twitter?
3: Yeah, hit me up. You can hit me up anywhere. You can hit me up on Twitch, (laughs) Twitter, Tumblr. Okay, all right. How do they find you? I'll be there.
0: Are you on the Thread Raider podcast? Or excuse me, (laughs) threadraiders.com?
3: Yes, I'm on the podcast. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Are you on the website? Can they find your links
3: there? Uh, No. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> no. so, all right so you just
0: bother we me can't. to get all my stuff together to put on there but you don't have anything on there great um,
3: yes i should probably fix that that is funny wow well, I, I, I never think now. about myself i just think oh, about everybody God. else
0: i don't ever want to be yelled at again so <laughs> I will be at Philly Pod Fest in uh, at the end of, end of June, the last two weeks in June. I still don't have any word yet. I know they're finalizing who what shows are going to be there. But it's cool. If you like podcasts, if you're in the Philadelphia area, definitely um, check back, and I will give you links to that and let you know when uh, Magic and Steel will be doing their live show, and I'll let you know what other big uh, podcasts will be there. You can come check them out live. And uh, we have our... Birthday extravaganza after that, right? In July?
3: Yeah. In July. Thread Raiders, one full year. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the amazing Gen Con, which is Yay. a well-known a gamer's Woo. paradise in Indiana, Indiana? Or no, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Indiana. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Indianapolis, Indiana. They actually take over the city. I was there last year for the <laughs> 50th anniversary. It's it's a nice little city because it's uh, it's not like Philadelphia or New York, like the way we know cities. It's like quaint by developers. city
1: standards. Yes, yes, yes.
0: But it's big. They have everything. Um, the giant, you know, um, uh, the Colts Stadium. The Giants, not the Giants, but <laughs> the Giants Stadium where the Colts plays right next to the convention center. Yeah, and they actually I saw that on Google
3: that. Earth. It's pretty cool. It's
0: huge. And they use yeah. that as well. And you can walk right into that. Yeah, if um, you
1: saw the movie Tombstone, then you know everything you need to know about Indianapolis.
3: Is that right? <laughs>
0: Sure. I had no idea. No. I didn't see it. I've never been to M. <laughs> Athos. <Amethels. laughs> oh, my gosh. So yes, that'll be the first weekend in August, uh, August 2nd through the 5th. And, and I plan I on know... not
3: sleeping, so you guys can contact me at any time. Oh I will God. be there. <laughs> yes, Steve. You've All... seen me during conventions. <laughs> uh,
1: those 4 a.m. tweets are dangerous, boy.
3: Oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I will be doing some DMing for the Great Cobalt Press. Mm-hmm. I am going to be running a heist, the uh, Midgard Malamit heist. That's awesome. I have a bunch of uh, a bunch of games I'll be playing or running. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I did the same one last last year, and I'll do uh, I do like eight hours a day, nine hours a day. I'm doing two different uh, four hour games. Wow. In a row, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So make sure you check it out. Come uh, buy your tickets for the game, and come hang out with me.
1: Do you have and to then, like? Carbo load ahead of time Like with three plates of pasta Or something like that Just yeah, to have do, enough energy Oh me? Oh yeah yeah. yeah. We do,
0: I do have a little lunch break So I can run out So it's not too bad
1: Do you find um, like afterwards You're like You know 20 pounds lighter?
3: <laughs> no because I'll bring him Food and drinks yes. oh, okay yeah. Regrettably my <laughs> little free Little sippy time, straw I'm, I'm eating food.
1: So they have yeah. food In Indianapolis now Oh that's good They do, they do. How about that?
0: Yeah It comes thing.
4: with the town yeah.
1: Times are changing boy <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. CA will be there as well. And once I nail down the particulars, I want to definitely have uh, a podcast that we're going to record and do some interviews uh, with Adam Christopher, my uh, the writer of Arc City. Uh, so he'll be hanging out with us. And CA will be will get in the room there and be able to have some people come by and say hello.
3: So we have the Extra Life fundraiser where we will be streaming 24 hours straight for Children's Hospital. Wow hmm Super Me? excited. Yeah,
0: that's awesome.
3: Yeah, and I'm going to be um, hosting two streams. Uh, I'll be a DM, actually, live. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> for my Yeah, I might be for my first time, so that'll be interesting. I'm a little nervous about it, but wow. uh, there'll be a lot of giveaways, um, not only like tabletop loot giveaways, but I also have some other surprises from uh, places like Blizzard Entertainment. I have some giveaways from them, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, that is cool. And it is a fundraiser for Children's Hospital, right?
3: It is, yep. And there will be a silent auction. Awesome. Um, that will be great. And um, all kinds of things. We're not, not only just tabletop, but there's also going to be video games. There's going to be a tabletop um, where everybody kind of like just hangs out and talks about RPGs and has yeah. a good time. So good. I'm excited about it, yeah.
0: And do people have to wait until November 3rd to donate, or can they donate ahead of time?
3: No, you can donate ahead of time. You just go to the Extra Life website and you just, in the search box, you can just type in Thread Raiders and we'll pop right up and you can donate to any one of us.
0: Awesome. So I know we'll be doing a lot of that on the twitch.tv slash Thread Raiders, right? Um yep. That 24 hours. And tomorrow, I believe, is International Game Day. It is. So you may find a game or two on the Thread Raiders Twitch. You definitely want to check that out.
1: Happy Game Day, y'all.
4: Yeah,
1: if you don't find one there.
0: Uh, I don't know. Are you going to, Grizz, are you going to do any gaming that day?
1: I do gaming every day, uh, so yes. it's oh. part, right? part of my addiction. Oh,
3: yes, you should do it live so we can all see it.
0: Now, is it a game day or is it tabletop?
3: It's tabletop game day, but all games are welcome. We don't
0: discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, but the creators of tabletop game
3: day may. Yes, I'm
0: Amen. playing
1: 12 hours of Mouse Guard. That's going to be my international game day oh, event. It'll be. Cool. I know well.
3: I'm streaming for two hours in the morning, at 11 a.m. Eastern, with Take20 underscore d is their uh, Twitter handle, so you can find them, and that will be their also their Twitch channel, so you can come hang out for that. We're going to be doing some Overwatch and maybe some Rocket League. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, who is
3: Tabletop Loot. There
0: it Lou, is. Loot, loot, loot. And uh, <laughs> if you would be so kind as to share this podcast, we're not asking you for money yet.
2: Uh, <laughs> so for now,
0: we're going to let you get away with just sharing the word of Thread Raiders podcast. Um, you can give people that website, you can give them threadraiders.com to check us out. Uh, let them know how much fun you have listening to the show uh, to check it out and support it. If you're able to as well, go and give us an iTunes review. Believe it or not, it means a lot because when people are searching for podcasts, they'll go into iTunes and they may see a rating or um, reviews that are done through iTunes reviews. And uh, it kind of makes them their eye, it catches their eye seeing the certain amount of reviews. So the more the merrier. Uh, If you do not have a iPhone or a Mac, you can still do it on the PC if you just go to iTunes.com. You don't have to download the program. They try to get you to. You can. Uh, but you can actually, Thread Raiders Podcast goes directly to iTunes. Perfect. Um, our, our podcast on iTunes. So you can actually just follow Thread Raiders.com, Or hang uh, you, you can follow <laughs> Rewind. Rewind. Thread Raiders Podcast.com. It'll take you right to iTunes.
1: And then you can listen to the shows
0: there, or you can give us a nice five-star review. All
1: right, ladies and gentlemen, and now it's going to be time for our interview. And uh, today we have a special interview with Lord Huey, who's a good friend of ours from the Thread Raiders, and he is here to talk about his book, The Ramblings of a Mad Lord, which (laughs) you can purchase on Amazon. Now, let me just start off with that. I see that your book... The Ramblings of a Mad Lord claims to be Volume 1, okay? It's actually The Ramblings of a Mad Lord, colon, Volume 1. Does adding Volume 1 to the title of your first book amp up the pressure to release a second book? I guess a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you find yourself, like, breaking into sweats often, I guess is mostly my question.
2: No, no, I don't. It's the uh, books that are not part of the volume that I I actually freak out over more. Really? Really? yeah
3: wow and so are you currently working on a second volume
2: it, it is i've already started it but it's kind of like a side project compared to everything else
3: okay and will that be called like ramblings of a mad lord volume two or will it have like a different title to it
2: no it'll be volume Two. Oh,
3: cool i'm excited <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you considered going with the ramblings of a mad lord volume one and a quarter because that really worked <laughs> out for the naked gun <laughs> <laughs> series i'm just throwing it out there and more importantly than that, on this second book, am I going to be on the on the book jacket? I mean, what, what kind of arrangement can be made there? Is this a monetary yeah. thing?
3: You are but a pleb to the Lord. <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: my lord, please allow me to
2: grace your cover. I mean, heck, you know, seeing how I'm on I'm on the cover of my first one, I can put somebody else on the cover of the second one. Whoa,
0: look at that!
2: Just a mention in there, maybe
1: something about, you know, <laughs> hey, what's say, what's up to Grizz? <laughs>
2: There'll be a small dedication.
3: Oh,
1: nice. nice. That's
2: all we were looking for. (laughs) End of interview. Thank you so much for coming on.
3: Yep. Have a good day. (laughs) That's all
1: you needed me for, right? (laughs) I spent most of the day getting to know you and your extended family (laughs) secretly on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Now, your motto is Creare sine metu, which is Latin for fearless creation. Uh, first of all, kudos for the, for the Latin. That's awesome. Uh, but secondly, <laughs> and more importantly, this, of course, is also the motto for Jameson Irish whiskey. So, <laughs> how long have you been an alcoholic? <laughs> uh, since I was 16. Are you the anonymous kind of alcoholic or the open and public kind of alcoholic?
2: I'm pretty open about it, you know.
3: It's a safe space. I
2: have, I have slowed down a lot in the last couple of years, though okay that's fine with that's the Latin great. or the drinking <laughs> or both <laughs> mainly with the drinking I am very glad that you got that uh, that similarity right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> is but, volume 2 going
1: to be entirely in Latin <laughs> no and if so
2: Aurebus Teneo Lupum <laughs> <laughs> oh. you, you might have more talents than I do <laughs>
3: So I hear that your sister has a, an arm tattoo. Where does she get her ink done?
2: I have no idea. Like, she, I know she's done a couple of herself. That one, I think she had somebody do. I don't remember who.
3: It's really nice.
2: She does her own tattoo work. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, for real.
2: Yeah, I think she's done one or two of them herself.
3: Holy crap. Are you going to get one done? Eventually. Nice. What would it look like? Is it going to be the Mad Ramblings or Mad Lord? <laughs> no. <it's,
2: laughs> as of right now, it's going to be uh, the H that I have for my logo.
3: Oh, cool.
2: Um, I want to put a crown on it, and then mm-hmm. underneath it will be the uh, logo. I mean, my uh, slogan.
3: And did you make your logo?
2: Uh, No, a buddy of mine from high school made it. Like, I kind of designed the H originally, and then I had my brother kind of make it nicer, and then I gave it to a buddy from high school, to. he did the rest of it.
3: Oh, wow. You know, it is a well-established fact that Griswicks is obsessed with wax seals.
1: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Your,
3: your website features a wax seal, as do all your photographs. So, do you practice the art of sealing?
2: I actually do. I actually got my own stamp with the H on it. Oh, nice. Oh,
3: Grizz, you have a best friend. <laughs>
1: I love people who pay for weird shit. That's awesome. <laughs> By the way, Lord Huey, is your brother's name either Lord Dewey or Lord Louis? <laughs> no. Just checking. I was just checking. <laughs>
3: oh, so you have two brothers and a sister. Yeah. Very cool. Full house. That's nice. So your Patreon page says that you were thinking about going on an excursion across the country in July of last year. Did you end up making that trip?
2: Uh, yeah. I'm actually, uh, I started in Miami. I am right now in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. I kind of, yeah, I ran out of money in uh, November, so I got kind of stranded in Arizona. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so right now I'm staying with my uncle in Utah, and uh, I'm working for him until I can raise a bit more money, and then I'm going to start running around again.
3: Very cool. Where's your next step? Where are you going?
2: Uh, nowhere for certain. I'm going to do part of cause I've done I've done about 16 states. I've done most of the East Coast. I'm out West now. I still have to do the Middle East. Not the Middle East, the Midwest. If you hitchhike to the Middle East, I absolutely will read every single every single post on your blog, man. Hey, I didn't I I, I didn't even hitchhike across the U.S.
3: <laughs> what kind of weird things have you seen on your travels? Anything exciting?
2: Uh, not too much. I mean, I saw the solar eclipse back in I think it was August. Yeah, I got to see the whole the totality of it. So that was that was really cool.
3: Wow, that is cool. I did not see it. <laughs>
2: so you're a blind poet, is what you're telling us. <laughs> <No>. Semi-blind. <laughs> I-, I only looked at it for a moment.
3: <laughs> so we've seen you a lot in our D and D community, which is how I actually met you. And um, right. what have you been doing longer? Has it been writing you've been doing more often, or is it more like D and D?
2: Writing for sure. D and D. I've only been into it for a couple years, and even then, it wasn't very much. Do you feel like
1: you're writing? You know, like helps you to you know, like get into character when you're playing
2: D and D. No, the alcohol ge- helps me get into character. <laughs> 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 it's all that Latin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they they do help with the uh, character creation and storytelling and stuff like that. So they, they kind of play off of each other, which is a lot of fun for me. Are all of your D and D characters bards? <laughs> uh, actually, I have not done a single bard to be honest. Really? Really? That's unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> mine are all usually like fighters and rogues and whatnot that's all right brawlers goes with the jameson
3: <laughs> so have you ever heard of threads of fate
2: oh yeah i watch it all the time between the players the dm everything is great the story itself is incredible and one of the things i love about D D&D is that even though you can have six different groups doing the same exact story none of them are the same and usually I just play just because we're drinking and having fun, messing around, but <laughs> <laughs> watching throws a phase, you know, it's, it's in depth, you know, there, there's actually emotion like involved with it. So I thought that was like the coolest thing.
3: So tell us more about your book. What is it and why should people love it as much as I do?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the ramblings is a, a collection of poetry and short stories that deal with both uh, the imaginary and the uh, fantasy. And then it has a bit like, of reality mixed in with it because everything starts off like with something and then became a story.
3: It's very, a lot of these are very passionate. I, I'm really impressed with it. Where do you get your inspiration from?
2: They just kind of come to me and half of them come at work where I'm just messing around in my head and all of a sudden at least I'll ramble on and then something else will come out of it. Do you carry like a notepad with you so that when you have inspiration you like quick jot it down? I try to every now and then. A lot of my jobs don't work that well for it i used to be a mechanic so like i had oily gloves and hands and stuff like that so writing on paper kind of sucked yeah <laughs> but I, always, I, I always have my phone with me which has a notepad like I, I keep trying different ways so i can get things down
1: there are times when i'll come home and my pockets will just be full of like napkins and i'll just <laughs> hurl them out onto the bed and try and do my best to figure out what the hell was wrong with me earlier
2: <laughs> 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 Uh, I, I, I've i done whatever I can. Uh, there, there's a point where, you know, you'd start writing into the dust on the car, get on there to take a <laughs> yeah, <right>. real quick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: some guy comes out, he's a delivery guy, you're writing on the back of his truck, and you're like, no, no, don't pull away yet, I need this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Honestly, he, you know, I, I got inspiration and he ran off with some artwork. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
3: Now, is there one in particular that um, you really love in your book or feel like maybe a connection to more than the others? Um, I know they're all your babies, and it's hard to choose one. <laughs>
1: See, I, I got to tell you, you ask all of our guests to choose from amongst their babies. I'm, I...
3: <laughs>
2: it's like a You're habit. Saying... <laughs> She wants to know if there's a favorite.
3: <laughs> yeah, I do. She, she wants it to says shun a lot the about others. a person. <laughs> You're like
1: King Solomon. You must choose. <laughs> if you were really an author, you wouldn't choose. You would refuse uh. us. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
2: Mind you, a true author hates half of their stuff. <laughs> oh, that's true. Very, very
3: true. <laughs> but possibly
2: my favorite that I actually enjoyed was uh, the, the short story called The Final Morning.
3: Oh. Why that one in particular?
2: Because that's one of the ones that I started before I actually started writing. It it was, uh, I was working at a dealership and I, I hated it at that point. It was my first time working at a dealership. I didn't enjoy it. And the very first two paragraphs were describing my mornings. And I wrote it down and I just put it away and it sat in my toolbox for, I think, two or three years. And then I pulled it out one day and I just went off with a story.
3: That's incredible.
2: So it was kind of cathartic?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that um, in the back of your book, you have about the author section, and it talks about um, how your father at a very young age got you into reading. Is that where this all comes from?
2: Uh, partly, yeah. I love stories because of him mainly. Like, I used to read with my mom and everything, but the stories themselves started off like between Harry Potter, and then on top of that, we started reading, uh, we would read books together kind of thing. Whereas I would, but I was a faster reader, so I would go through the book, hand it to him, and then after he finished, we would go through series, and then we would talk about it. Oh,
3: that's cool! That's how all families and, should it, be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we
2: we would even go we would go to the library, and like I would get one series, he would get a series, we'd read them, and then trade, and then we'd we just go off on them both.
3: I would love that. I go to a lot of libraries. I travel all over the world to see different, well, not all over the world, all over my world in the United States, (laughs) (laughs) to different libraries. It's just really something amazing. It's about the smell of the books and being able to hold it in your hand. and It's just, it's really amazing. And I really love your book, by the way. I'm a huge fan. Thank you you very much. Now, do you have a, a particular style of poetry that you prefer?
2: Um... Lately, I've been trying to branch out, like, kind of mess with other things, but I I usually like rhyming schemes, something that has a flow to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge fan of uh, The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Yes,
4: that is very good.
2: So, I I always try to find my ways where I can get it to flow, like, just as nice as that. Mm -hmm. I'm not that good, but, like, I, I, I try to get close.
3: So, I'm going to read one of my favorites. (laughs) just that everybody can have a taste of how wonderful this book is Um, go for it i have chosen the power of fear how can fear hold so much sway over the lives that have not yet been preordained how can fear grip the heart and rip the light from the day while suppressing the greatness that lays dormant inside forcing one to decay when will fear meet its match and fold to the whims of confidence so that one will no longer be the prey it's fucking beautiful <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: that's real good it is it's so I'm not deep. Lie, like, <laughs> you reading it definitely made it sound better than when i had it
3: <laughs> i mean really the passion that you have for writing it really shows in this book and uh, you should definitely read another one i'm waiting now on your goodreads profile it says that you're a fan of jrr tolkien Uh, did you see any of the hobbit movies
2: i've seen everything (laughs) really? (laughs) (laughs) i I I bought them i watched them a (laughs) hundred (laughs) times got them on dvd and (laughs) blu-ray got the posters (laughs) i I do have dvd and blu-ray for lord of the rings (laughs) there you go you're our kind of people then. <laughs> yes.
3: I want that gigantic map that they have that you can put on your wall. It looks amazing. Oh, that. that yes, it's so expensive. That would be phenomenal. But I have to buy like 50 of your books first, so... <laughs> 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 That'll have to Priorities. wait. Priorities.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Lord Huey... I would like to thank you for being on our podcast. I can't tell you how great it was that you were our interview for this week. Uh, And we really wish you luck on both this book, the next book, all the books in the future. Thank you for having me. This was an absolute pleasure. Um, Listeners, I want to let you know that uh, you can find Lord Huey's work at lordhuey.com. That's L-O-R-D-H-U-E-Y.com. Also, you can find his book. uh, It's a paperback, which you can pick up on Amazon.com. Um, he also has Patreon page which you can check out and try and get him back east so that we can all meet up with him <laughs> and you can check out his blog which is at lordhuey.wordpress.com also uh, Twitter and Instagram so thank you sir for being part of our show
0: alright see you next time Bye. bye